This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, shodan and student and teacher at Aikido of Fresno. <laughs> We're back! We're back. We and are. with that, we have made our return. I appreciate that it took you a second to be like, what do I even... I don't even know. Where yeah. am I at anymore? Where's, where am it's I been a while. Life? It's been a while, guys. It has been. Yeah. But we're back, and I feel like, uh, so we took a break, a, a bit of uh, regeneration, uh, I feel like we needed. Uh, so we took a break, and then uh, we came back. I feel like we have a really good concept for this season, and I'm, I'm doing a little quote mark, season uh, of the podcast. <clears throat> Like a phoenix rising um, from the ashes. Like I feel like, yeah. <laughs> do we leave ashes? I don't yeah. know. I'm just. Uh, I feel like we have. Do we leave? We, there's nothing to rise from. Uh, but I feel like just we have a, a good concept of like a, a sort of thematic way that we're going to move through this season. Um, that might be fun for people and different than what we've done traditionally in the past. Yeah, got to yeah. shake it up a little bit. Well. Definitely for us as uh, the podcast hosts, we definitely have, you know, to shake it up. So Yeah. So we, we talked about it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly. I think maybe we did come to a conclusion. But um, this is probably going to be the last regular season. And maybe we'll we'll get a wild hair yeah, and, and we'll want to do some more one-offs later. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is going to have a run and there's a theme for this whole run. Um, and then, then we're done again for a while. Yeah. So. And then after that, if we feel like there's something that needs to be addressed in a particular way, we might do that again or, or not. Or maybe we'll do something else. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, move to video casting. Yeah, video casting. Video casting. Video casting. Yeah. V, v cat. We need called? a cool studio if we're going to I mean, that's V-cast. true. Yeah, we can't do it from where we're sitting. I mean, we could. It just for only two hundred dollars a month, you all could see. <laughs> yeah, you all could see this. <laughs> Woo! So, that being said, uh, maybe at the beginning of this, uh, do we want to talk about you know the time off? Do we want to welcome back or pay in any yeah, of that? Yeah, probably kind do of all that stuff. Stuff, yeah. and then we can just jump into. Yeah, what we're going to do this Explaining this, yeah. this season. Yeah. So lead lead us, John. What, yeah. what should uh, we talk about? I last like season? I like the meta conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, it just so, so we've been gone a while. Six months. Is that uh, how long we took off? How long did we take off? Oh man, uh, yeah. Any I, life updates to share, Josh? Uh, no, not for me. Life updates for you? No. Uh, <laughs> sensei? Uh, nope. Been doing the same thing. <laughs> I do feel like so. Th- I we were discussing this the other day, and I feel like. In the six months since we've been gone, Chris, you've really been working on, and I mean, this is a constant thing with you, so it shouldn't come as any surprise, but uh, really formulating a way to talk about the the system of Aikido and how how we're presenting it in our school, but also just generally how it should be, pre- how we think it should be presented in the larger context of the world, and part of this uh, season is exactly that. Yeah. But I think 
there's also, you know, inside our school, if we wanted to talk about that, like we've really sort of worked to re-hone uh, the syllabus mm -hmm. uh, and reframe the way that we're talking about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to me, and I, I appreciate it because it's like once or twice every other year or every few years, there comes this new sort of wave of how to talk about like even a redefining of terms in a lot of ways mm -hmm. the things that we used to call one thing we're now referring to in an, in another way which could be confusing for uh some people but if you understand why we're doing it it really clears up a, a, a lot of confusion that we had as um instructors I don't know if this is going anyplace other than to say that it, it exists and it happens. Uh, and, you know, at some point we may we may explain some of these things to the listeners. I think the thing you're pointing at, uh, like I, I, I've been recently uh, interested in some archaic shit. And uh, I was watching a video of a scholar talking about this archaic shit. And he was talking about, like, the progression of when this series of books for this material came out. And he was talking about the first couple manuscripts about the subject, and he was saying, you know, you should read them to historically kind of understand, like, where it started from where it is now. Um, and he kept saying that, you know, like, understand that the way we look at it now is not necessarily the way we look, we've look. we looked at it for always, you know? And he was saying it's historically important to look at it, but don't think you're going to get some clear enlightenment from the first manuscripts because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And so, like, they've got an idea, but they don't know how to talk about it yet, and they don't know how to describe it, and it's not all fleshed out yet. And so the first few manuscripts you read of something aren't that good. And that's a lot of times, like, uh, how I feel about our stuff is it's like we've had this tip for a long time, but it's constantly like, well, here's a better way to talk about it's it. It's a very a gen way. Gendai way to approach yes, things. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it keeps – I don't know. For me, like – and it's nice because as a, as a black belt, as an instructor, like – um, you know, the material is uh, uh, the material a lot of times. How, where do you go with it? How do you keep exploring for yourself and for your students um, if it's all the same all the time? Right. But for us, it's like every, like, I don't know, like at least every year, but sometimes week to week, there's like <laughs> new discoveries in how we're beginning to frame things and talk about things. And I always find my, we, I just had it uh, this week. Uh, Chris was teaching a jujitsu class um, and we were going over some techniques or whatever. And, and there was just this break for me in looking at like how that relates to Aikido um, and how the techniques are the same essentially except for in how they are like the intent of the techniques and and sort of um how they're uh, practiced and how they're utilized within the system anyway um which gets us i think to this season right kind of right yeah yeah i mean and i feel like so i want to find this way to tell someone what aikido is and then when i tell them in less than three sentences what it is they 
get this look on their face that they understand what I'm talking about. And then they'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll ask me a really sensible question from what I just told them. And then I can answer that in a way that again, in their eyes, I can see that they understood what I said. And then we could have a conversation about this material where they ask me pretty consistently reasonable questions about it. And instead, what I feel like we have now is like people displaying Aikido and people get excited about it because the idea is good. And then after that, it kind of just goes off the rails with going like, what's well, kind of like, what's well, kind of like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like. And I, I don't want to say it's kind of like anymore. I just want to say it is this. Right. It is right. this. Instead of using met- metaphors to describe right. it, you just say this is what it is. Right. <laughs> and here's how you do that. And I yeah. can tell you beginning to end how it works if you want to sit and listen to it like i mean that's how math is you know math might have difficult concepts but i can explain it to you from beginning to end you know what i mean well maybe i'm bad at it but someone can you know what i mean like a yeah it is it is it can be done someone who had the equivalent uh experience that you have in aikido exactly right exactly right it is true that like when if someone asks you about aikido and you have to go like well it's sort of like jujitsu uh-huh you're already at a, a loss, in my right. my opinion. Right. You know, um, unless what you're following that up with, with is it's sort of like jujitsu, but differs in these various ways, and then you're able to list them down the the, right. the line. Anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't have to really rely on someone's knowledge, like other knowledge. Other knowledge, because then I have to explain to you what jujitsu is, and depending on who you are. Your understanding of that thing right. is going to totally be different. vastly different than mine. Exactly. So then we get, and so that's where I feel like um, we sit with the the whole mar- all of martial arts, quite frankly, uh, but Aikido in particular because it's what we do, and also I think it's less understood than a lot of other martial arts. Yeah, it's horribly understood um, by, by the people doing it. Right. So, which I think. Brings us all the way sort of around to this season and and sort of the 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 baseline or the ground that we're going to set by which everything else we're going to talk about uh, comes. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, want, you should I talk about. Yeah. That? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jump in, because I think, well, yeah, to set it up. I think, you know, we're going to set a set of ground uh, sort of set ground ideas right now in this episode hopefully and then every other episode is going to sort of branch off from there and hopefully by the end of the season we'll have a really nice concise um explanation of how we're looking at aikido right yeah currently yeah yeah yeah. so uh i think an important thing to understand is i have been grappling with how to describe context for martial arts systems for a really, really long time. And when I got the concept of context, it made understanding Aikido way easier for me because once I understood that martial arts systems are built for different things, then it it became clear that they're going to have differences based on the different things they're built for. And that sounds so stupid. And like, it, you know, it's not to say that like I spent the first 25 years of my martial arts career, like, uh, well, not 25 years, but how many ever years I did yeah. until I was 25 years old. Um, like, like not realizing there are different kinds of martial arts systems. Of course I did. But like everyone else, unconsciously, I expected all martial arts systems to basically have the same kind of result where two people could fight and then you could see which martial arts system is better. And I didn't realize that the context of two people just fighting 
is a different context than one person fighting an army or one person arguing with their mom or one person whatever, you know? Whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when I got the tool of context, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And so, you know, I talked about this a lot and, you know, really searching for what Aikido's context was and trying to, like, cut pieces out and look at the forms and look at the material and go, like, okay, what is this context? And then I kind of felt like, you know, it took me, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so, but I, I kind of got what the context was for Aikido. Now, I couldn't tell you really. And and so I, I could like kind of summarize it in a way where I could say, well, it's a system that's teaching you to defend yourself against multiple attackers in weapon involving situations. And that's how I described it for a long time. But um, I, I really couldn't, couldn't describe... Um, the context in a way that was easy for other people to get. And so I I began trying to understand how to describe the contexts of other martial arts systems. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. And so for a very, very long time, I just kind of had this idea that it's like, it's really impossible it, besides describing. So I could tell you the whole context. Like, so if I wanted to describe the context of boxing, I could say, well, there's a 20 by 20 foot ring <laughs> that has uh, three to four ropes on the outside mm -hmm. and two competitors of equal experience and size uh, enter. And um, there's, you know, and I could, I could go and I could tell you the rules of boxing. And then after the I told you that, all yeah. the rules, then you would understand the context of boxing and, or you would at least understand what is expected of a boxer right. um, and, and why the things that are taught by the system of boxing would facilitate that thing happening better. Right. But that's a lot of work, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. And, and you got to do that for every martial arts system. And so, so then I kind of was like, well... You know, the, the other way to do that is really gross, way too gross, which is, well, there's striking systems, there's projecting systems, and there's grappling, grappling systems. systems yeah. And then say, you know, like, judo is the same as sumo, is the same as sport jujitsu, is the same as classic jujitsu, is the same as Western wrestling. Right. Okay? That's stupid. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's just, that's just ignorant. It's like, you don't understand the systems if you think those are all the same. And because, well, and then you have to go, like... Then boxing is the same as sword Karate. fighting. Yeah, yeah sure, <laughs> exactly right. right. Yeah, boxing and, is and, the same as sword and, fighting, uh, and saber fighting is the same as epi uh, fighting right, exactly in the Olympics, right. or exactly right. you know whatever. Yeah, and we know that they're not. Or kendo is the same as uh, saber, you know, as right. uh, Olympic fencing. Right, like, you know, right, yeah, right. It's the same as boxing. Yes, like it's those the same, same as things boxing. are in the same category of exactly yeah. right exactly right and so like you know forever i've been working with a half set of tools where i'm like well okay striking systems include weapon systems includes unarmed striking so we're we talking about unarmed striking or weapon striking okay now that we're talking about unarmed striking are we talking about limitations so like you can't headbutt you can't kick you can't knee you can't elbow or we're gonna have all kinds of strikes are we talking about a one knockdown rule or can you strike on the ground like you know and like so you've got to flesh it out so basically you just still have to end up explaining right the rules the rule set right rule set, yeah. and so that's fucking hard really fucking hard <laughs> and so i struggled with this forever and then very recently i realized that you can't talk about context in isolation there are three factors that you have to talk about if you want to get it what's happening one is the context itself one is the system that is describing a solution to the context oh. and that's the way you talk about the right. system it is a solution 
to the context. Right. Yeah, the, the context is like the the problem right. or like yeah. the setup of the problem. Right. Exactly right. And then the the system is the, the solution. Is, here's here, how we solution. Here are yeah. our answers. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, our, and that's our, exactly right. Like yeah. answers plural yeah. because right. it's like one might fail, so then a system solves that failure in another way. Yeah, here's and, the program I'm going to run exactly in order right. to handle this. Exactly right. And and then once you kind of got the concept of both of those, you have to understand a third. And this is the one that kind of like broke my mind open. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah of course. Right. Is, is that there are actors, and the actors are the people enacting the system in the context mm -hmm. and the actors all have lenses and by actors i'm just saying that because it's like you're acting in a way it's right. a person yeah, yeah, yeah it's a role right it's a role, role. You're, yeah, right yeah yeah yeah, or, yeah. Uh, yeah there's a million ways that you could right. say it acting actors yeah. i think is it right the the people doing the thing right the people and, doing the and, thing but with a um but pointing out that each of those people is going to have an intent yeah a uh, lens they a see lens. everything yeah. through a lens yeah. and like and so while people, human beings, can act in different roles, there's always a main role that an actor is used to playing. And this is why, like, you know, like, Bruce Willis is often cast as, like, the tough guy, you know, kind of dude. But he's not often cast as the sensitive, loving sure. dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, uh, you know, the weak a uh, nerdy guy, you know, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so like, sure. because it's like, well, he might be able to play that, and, and if he's a really good actor, he can wear multiple roles. But generally, a typecasting happens for a reason because you're a kind of person who sees things sure. away. Right. And and so then I started working with this idea of actors, and and I was like, how many actors are there? And I kind of started figuring out that there's basically six roles, and that those six roles are sometimes they have shared interests. But often they have a lot of differences. And so the way one actor would want to solve a problem couldn't be very different than the way another actor would want mm -hmm. to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And so by understanding the intent of the people wanting to solve a context in a way, you kind of get all three. And you can't just say one makes the other sure. because right. they yeah, all yeah. are constantly yeah. interrelating. So yeah. the context provides like the problem at hand, mm -hmm. the situation at mm -hmm. hand, and then the actor is like it, it, it they have a the, way they want to. right it like the, it dictates sort of what they're looking at what their goal right. is and right. the and system where, and where they put emphasis on uh, right. and how they're going to use the system right. Right. how they're exactly. going to apply right. the solution. and this is interesting because i feel like in maybe this isn't the best time to talk about this and we should sure I mean, talk I think about who the actors are yeah. but i feel like this is where a lot of times there's a breakdown when we're talking about um, martial arts I think people can understand context pretty well, um, and they can understand systems, you know, whatever. But I think a lot of times we just put all everyone in the same uh, in the same actor role. Yes. Right. That we yes. say yes. that is right. Like everyone's yeah. doing yeah. the same thing with martial arts. So if if you're in, you know, this is why we think that sport jujitsu is good for self defense. Right. Right. Why um, we think sport jujitsu might look good in the movies and why what Batman did in the movies might work good in a street fight. Right. And, you know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the context. I mean, yes, it, it has less to do with the context and more to do with the actor. That's or exactly the, right. the role that we're stepping into uh, with this. That's okay. Right. So let's now break those down for people. And, and I think people probably have an idea of what some of those are. Um, but. 
Yeah. I want to get into these, you know, uh, we're going to do, so this is kind of what I'm thinking for this. I, we don't know how many episodes this is going to be at this point, but, you know, we'll do an episode just on actors. We'll do an episode just on context. We'll do an episode just on systems. Uh, and then we'll kind of like put it together in different ways and talk about it and talk about w- yeah. why systems are important and all this stuff. And we stuff. might break down, you know, I could see us taking, I mean, at the end, I think this is the, the ultimate goal is like Aikido. And run it through this right. this whole process. Who are the best actors? Right, what right, is the right. best content? But I think what you know the, we yeah. could also do that for you know in building up to Aikido, we could do that for boxing. Sure, or sure, yeah. And I want to do when we get into systems, yeah, and so. context. I want to talk about those things. Yeah, anyway, important. so let's let's break down these sort of uh, the the actors that you see the different kinds and and how that kind of right. So I think there's basically six of these, um, and you know I could be wrong because I haven't been working with this that long, but I think there's six and. I I think there's two different groupings and I don't exactly know what to call these two groupings, but one is like the career grouping and, and by that I mean, or like vocation grouping, which is like they're getting something done that is externally necessary, right? So like, for example, you know, uh, I can paint a painting. A painting is not externally necessary, right? Like, I mean, maybe it's nice. It makes my house look nice. Maybe other people see it and they like it, but it's not like building a house, right? Building a house needs to get built because people have to live somewhere to shelter themselves from things, right? Right. So like a farmer is, is something that's externally necessary because if we don't have food, we die, right? So like there are... So you're talking about things that are like, um, lower on the hierarchy of needs, like... Yeah, more basic, more essential. Yeah, more essential. Yeah, Yeah, which you might also say higher on the hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Depending on, if you've seen Maslow, this is what Maya's talking about. So like Maslow's hierarchy, which is like this pyramid, right? The base layer is like, you know, food, shelter, water. Um, and so it's like... Survival. Yeah, you have to have that shit, like that survival shit. And that's what I mean is it's like... For this idea of staying alive, these are necessary things. And I think there's three of those kinds of actors. And then there are three actors that is like self-fulfillment. Right, yeah. And that actors. would be at the top of the pyramid, exactly the self-actualization right. yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, actualization. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. And so um, those those six, if I can remember them right right now, um, the vocational ones are the destroyer, the enforcer, and the protector. Right. And these kinds of actors, they're looking everything in the lens through real pragmatic reasoning. Right. Like I have to do this because I have to protect someone. I have to destroy something or I have to enforce something. Right. So it has to happen in order for life to be sustained. Right. It's very base, very primal. Okay, Then the the like actualization side of it, you have the artist, the scholar and the competitor. And these people, what they're doing is they're trying to fulfill something inside of them. I need to express myself. I need to show myself. I need to um, do something that like makes me feel good about being alive. It's not just base survival. It's like, I want to feel good about being here. And so those six comprise, and I think depending on which of the two major groupings you're in, that starts to describe what you think of would be a good system and a reasonable context and what would be a bad system and an unreasonable context. And I think sometimes, especially some of them are real tricky. Like I think the competitor thinks he belongs in the other, <laughs> over yeah, in the vocational yeah, yeah. section. Yes, 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 and yeah, and yeah. I think mostly we have competitors, actually. I think most of the actors doing martial arts are competitors. Yeah. Right. And I so, was going to say, I think most of the people that do martial arts fall under that second category, yeah. that they're in it for artistic needs oh, I would or say, scholarly right, right. Yeah. pursuits. 80%, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
because when I talk to people and, you know, I talk to correctional officers and police officers and bouncers and I talk to people and almost all of them have done a tiny bit, but very few of them are career martial artists in the sense that they do it all the time right, seriously. Right, right. And most of those people that I meet who do, they also wear another hat, right? They're in that self-fulfillment category mm -hmm. as well. Right, and right. so it's like, well, mainly, you know, you're a correctional officer, so you're an enforcer, but you love history. And so you want to know how all... Asian style martial right. arts form. Right. So right. that's why you're into that, you know, like, right. Um, and so like being able to clarify what your lens is and what the lens of someone you're talking to is really helps you break down how you should talk about contexts and systems mm -hmm. and, 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 and understand and being, being, um, truthful, I think in your understanding of those things is also important. Right. That's and this exactly is what we're right. sort of talking about where it's like, you're a competitor. Don't think that you're a, a destroyer. Well, okay. So can we talk about those three? So the... The, uh, the vocational ones. The vocational the... ones uh -huh. and kind of break down what... Because I think there's also probably some confusion in there where it's like, sure. you think that the thing that you're doing is going to help you be a protector but you're not really even right. wanting to be a right. protector right. or whatever. Right. And those, yeah, those inside, they're also easy to confuse. Again, like scholars sometimes think they're artists and artists maybe think they're competitors or you right, know, all right. kinds of yeah, different I, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Scholars there's, there's, think they're competitors. There's fun tons of confusion, yeah, I think, yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah. But, but just, you know, real briefly, like um, the enforcer's job is to enforce. That's it. That's their job. And so that means, so this is like a correctional officer, a police officer, a bouncer, a whatever. Their job is to go, that is not okay in this situation. You need to stop. And now you might need to stop by extreme measures. So maybe a police officer has to shoot someone sometimes because they've got to stop someone from doing something right. that breaks so, the rules. So there, there could be some overlap into one of the other categories. That's right. right. Like, exactly right. As an enforcer, you could need to be a destroyer. Right, right. But that's or, just a little tiny right. blip. Or, like, by, or you, a uh, and And this is kind of important to understand is like, you, as, as any one of those roles, you're only doing what's appropriate to your role. So meaning enforcers might destroy sometimes, but they never look at it through the lens of wanting to destroy. So this is really interesting. And, and, and I think this is uh, an, an off topic and tangent, but this is what we see in American policing. The problem with American right, policing right, right, right. is that. Um, they are in. They are acting in a different role. We have people that are supposed to be enforcers or even protectors who are actually being destroyers or right, exactly, <laughs> or right. enforcers when they should be protecting. Like, it's it's so funny that you mentioned that because that's exactly what I was thinking. Is he was talking about it too from another side of like the confusion about what the role of police officers is in mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. Because I think some people would look at police officers as they're protectors. They're here mm -hmm. to come to my mm -hmm. house and save me when I'm in a bad situation. And I, I think a lot of, a, a lot of other people would say, no, right. their job they're is to enforcers. enforce the and rules. That's, that's right. where the problem comes and, in. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and well, and then, but they're oftentimes acting like, uh, destroyers. Right. 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 Yes. Right. And so it's a, it's a real mix up. Yeah. I, I mean, very I think, confusing. I think a lot of people really confuse, like, so if someone was a soldier in the military, especially if, like, special forces or infantry or, you know, something that really got into the shit, they're like, oh, of course, law enforcement is a, is a clear career choice for you. And while, of course, enforcer is a role that is played in the military, um, 
if you're a destroyer, which is someone whose job is to destroy things, that's it, right? To kill people and destroy things. Destroy infrastructure, destroy uh places destroy destroy things that's what that's what you're doing is how how do i crush things and, and as this fast is as said possible? with no judgment because yeah, like no, there are a need for people absolutely like this. there's a need for that there's a need for all of these roles right. all of these yes. roles are essential yes um but in, including also on the other side the the self-fulfillment i think those are essential sure, sure, also yeah, like yes. it's all essential yes. yeah. it's just understanding what you care most about and and what your role actually is and so you know if you're a destroyer you know if you're a, you know green beret badass dude and 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 gone off and done a bunch of awesome stuff and you come back being in a role where your first job is like to just make sure people follow the rules is weird. might be a very difficult thing for yeah, you to do right. you know i now, imagine that's a strange experience right and some deployments <laughs> and you know i've heard this before that like we're having this problem right now where um police officers are kind of i'm using my language here but are becoming more like destroyers or think of themselves more like destroyers and soldiers are having to fill the role of enforcers yeah. um, and yeah. so so it's like there's kind of a lot of problems like seeing like the difference in these roles yeah but, and they're being i mean I, I think the military is often used as enforcers in different places and oh, that's a very sure. different right, right, right. thing than i imagine sure. some people have i think trained it's hard for. for a lot of them to i mean yeah. if you're a marine in boot camp and you're learning like i kill I, you know, and like mm-hmm. you're chanting that all the time so you can be in that mindset. And then you go in and you're like, well, actually, you've got right. to, I'm at a village and right. these are people. And, and, and <laughs> the rules of engagement stay that that's I exactly can't right. actually do what that's I need, exactly right. what I feel that I need to do. That's yeah. right. And, and you're, you're missing a difficult. whole skill set. Yeah, it's if, very difficult. If you don't have that. Very difficult. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so like these kinds of things, like being really clear about what the roles are um, is very, very important. And that will always shade the way your system relates to a context. And your system solving the context is the reason the system exists, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the the, uh, the, the other three. So the scholar, uh, competitor, artist are probably a little clearer for people just because we Most have people on like, that side. Uh, on that side. But let's talk a little bit about that too because I do think that, in, that sometimes... Um, people's understanding well maybe not their understanding but where they would put themselves isn't correct you know so that like i'm doing aikido and i'm thinking i'm a competitor right but you're not right and you never will be or you know or not that you you won't but there's always going to be an inherent like um clash up right because the system's not designed for that right right um yeah. So let's talk a little bit about those roles as There's, well. There's like, um, this thing that, that Chris and I talk about sometimes, and it's like a way to think about the kinds of people in the world. And I, I've probably talked about this on podcast before because we've talked about everything. Um, but doers, thinkers, experiencers, and those are ways that people relate to the world, how they want to exist in their lives, you know, what they enjoy getting up to. Um, and I think that as I was hearing you list those three, I was like, oh, those fall so nicely into those categories of like, um, it, it can be interpreted however, but mm-hmm. I saw like artists as experiencers. They mm-hmm. want to live, like physically live art. Yeah. yeah um, mm-hmm. And then scholars want to think very hard right. about yes. how does this martial art go together? What are the pieces? You know, what are my options? And then the competitor is, I want to get out there and fucking I don't care go about, for yeah. it. I want to yeah. win. I want to get tough. I want to win an accolade. I want to prove to people that I am what I think I am. And like that all 
fit so nicely in those categories for me. So I'm very excited that right. they've kind of... Yeah, I think there's interesting when you start... When we get in the section we'll talk about, but yeah. there's interesting um, ways that they foil each other also that like uh -huh. things are mm -hmm. like, like, oh, that's actually the opposite of what I do. And so if I'm yeah. trying to interpret a system that's built for a certain actor, that's just not going to work for the way I think about life, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the like self-fulfillment side of it. And um, I think the most confusing one in there, and, and when we get the podcast just on actors, I really want to hit this one because I think it's super confusing, like what the competitor is. And when I was hashing these out, it took me a kind of a while to realize that like, because I made a big list of why people do martial arts. And then I like started lumping them together. And it's like, oh, this person's really this person, like scholars one that well, I'll talk about in a second, but that, that just kind of lumps together. But like. Um, when you're talking about competitors, uh, a competitor thinks of themselves as a person who goes and does hardcore stuff. And so a competitor, I'm sure thinks, cause I did when I was competing, thinks that they belong in the vocational mm -hmm. category. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you make a living at it, you literally are having a vocation, a vocation but that wouldn't make it any different than an artist who makes money doing sure. it or a scholar who yeah, makes yeah, money yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, a competitor thinks they belong in the other category, but the truth is they're not doing any of the other things. They're not protecting, certainly. I mean, it's obvious because they're not protecting the person they're in the ring with. They're not protecting themselves, themselves not in any way, well. shape, right. or They form. wouldn't right. get in the ring right. if they were yeah. protecting yeah, 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 themselves. Exactly right. Yeah, that's so stupid. they're doing hit me. zero protecting. So they, they, they're absolutely not on that part. Okay. Enforcing. Now we could argue that they have stated that like I get in the ring to enforce my will mm -hmm. upon anyone sure. else, right? So we could argue that. But the truth is they want someone else who wants to enforce their will back. And an enforcer doesn't, doesn't want right. that. Right. An enforcer wants the rules to be followed. That's what they're there to do. Right. And so the ultimate goal is for everything to be cool and no one has to fight anymore exactly because right. everyone's playing their role That's exactly right. That's what enforcers want. That's what enforcers and, want. And enforcers uh, aren't the kind of people who uh, look for uh, how to game the system, how, That's to, right. how to game the rules. That's right. Right. And a true competitor also wouldn't like to always have people they beat because right. they want to fight. That's right. They want to, in their soul, feel the the, the accomplishment yeah. of the struggle, right? Yeah. And yeah. so a competitor wouldn't want what an enforcer wants. It just doesn't make sense. They also are not a destroyer. And I think this is how a lot of competitors actually think of themselves because they're like, I'm destroying the competition. But it's like, you wouldn't. Watch any match where one guy hurts another, actually injures yeah, yeah. another. They feel horrible. And I've done this before. I ripped a guy's arm and I felt terrible about it because it's like, I don't want you destroyed. Well, I don't want to kill you. I appreciate you, in fact. I appreciate that you came here and we got to have this struggle and I got to improve myself and you got to That's improve yourself. That's why we hug right? when we're done. Exactly That's right. Sportsmanship. Exactly yeah, yeah, right. right. I have empathy that I, I am a competitor and I know what it's like to be a competitor with a hurt body part. Right. And so when I see another competitor hurt, I go, oh shit, I know what you're going to go through right, right. now. That sucks. And so when you start looking at a competitor, you realize that none of their motivations are external. They're all internal. They're right. things that have to be done. And now, of course, you can you can make a living at it, and so you got to make money. But but the way you're choosing to make that money is in a way that makes you feel fulfilled by competing. Like that's what you right. want. Yeah. And so that puts them in the same place as an artist who creates the art to make them feel a way, and the scholar who explores why this works to make them feel a way. Right. So right. so the competitor to me is the trickiest one, and I think most people who do martial arts have at least a little competitor. competitor. 
in them yeah. because they want to go like, well, if someone ever fucked with me, I'd, comp you know, I'd beat them. And that's why you get this idea that's like, you know, and I, I was like this for years where it's like, man, I hope someone breaks in my fucking house because I'm going to yeah. fuck Locks them up. Them the fuck dude. up. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. now when I really think about what that means, I'm like, no, I want no one ever to break into right. my house because right. it's just going to be terrible. I'd rather right? not have to deal right. with that. Exactly right. Nothing good comes out of I don't need to prove that anymore, yeah. you know, whereas at one point I did want to prove that. And there's nothing wrong with this. I'm no shade on any of these. It's just different stages, different ways to look at the world, different things. I mean, I had this realization maybe a few months back, like a re-realization of this, but that like every single person who does martial arts in some way, otherwise they would choose a different thing to be interested in right um has an issue with power and that's exactly having right. power and getting power for themselves that's and exactly feeling right. empowered enough to do what they need to do that's right and like you know some people have a bigger chip on their shoulder than other we all but we all do because we're all here to try and figure out can i can i handle myself right can i get done when i need to get done um that's, can i stack that's the up? martial side of it right? yeah like the yeah the, and i think because even, we're talking about a martial thing i right. think yeah. even the most artisty artists still have a piece of that and that's why they that's why they martial do arts. martial arts instead right. of dance instead right. of yoga instead of exactly painting, instead yeah. of singing or, right. and so everything has that tinge of like um, power and empowerment and struggle and overcoming difficulty right in some right. kind of way right. even if it's easy difficulty like right. you know doing well, a role or something and i know. think that's the the other thing to keep in mind here is that there is a category that sits on the top of all of this uh -huh. which is um human interaction sure yeah. and this like, is the way we yeah. choose to right? do it yeah and so everything and conflict that, and below conf that like, right right so human interaction conflict and then all of this flows from that right, right. so yeah. if we don't have that piece the conflict piece then we uh, we're not even that's worrying right. we're about, about any something of, else any of this right, right. exactly so right. when you're saying that it's like yeah we're you have anyone who chooses to do a martial art does have some issue or some like wanting to understand that major category of conflict. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, this is great. Um, this is, <laughs> no, I'm very excited about this. And I feel like, uh, you know, I think I think we've set up really nicely here what it is that we're going to be discussing in the future. And I do think what's nice is every episode we can break out one of these sure, things. Sure, sure, sure. And then once we've broken out all of the things, then we can start plugging it back into uh jujitsu aikido whatever it is right you know, yeah and really talking about what each of these pieces are um and i think i'm having realizations just sitting here as we're going through it which is really nice good about like what because no one ever this isn't how people talk about martial arts right like you can listen to people who do talk about martial arts and they're never gonna even if they do like hit on these subjects they're kind of just giving it a, uh, it's a shine on. Yeah. I mean, so I definitely think they're out there because especially like our patrons often like will send me like, hey, this sounded like this thing this guy's talking about or hey, check out this book or, and so I definitely, especially through the podcast, have been introduced to lots of people who are talking about yeah, cool yeah, yeah. stuff, but it's the minority of people. Sure. The, yeah, the yeah, majority yeah. of people are like... Uh, just jacking off or like, you know, and, and by jacking off, I mean, it's like, like, oh, look how awesome I can be doing this thing or look how great my sensei is or look at how ancient this system is or yeah. whatever shit, you know. And I think that's because uh, the kind of people, so talking about do or think or experience or what do you want to do with your life, like, I think that the, the vocational grouping 
uh, there's a lot of doers who fall under the vocational grouping that that choose to do that and then additionally we have doer type people in uh in the self-actualization group so the percentage of people that choose to do martial arts that are like really thinkery and want to sit and piece of what we're doing right now piecing apart all the little pieces is a a smaller sliver because like it's the kind of interest that attracts people that want to get shit done right and want to you know train they want to do stuff i saw something on one of the aikido groups and um it was a guy who had just started a youtube channel for his aikido stuff and he was like oh look at my demographics and can you guess what the demographics were uh 35 to mostly male 100 uh, percent male yeah <laughs> uh between the ages so there's probably a slightly smaller group between the ages of 25 and 35 and then a bigger group between 36 and uh 45 or whatever yeah 50 uh, 50 uh, something probably and then and then it falls off again and then it falls off below that so like people who are younger like real prime they're not interested in that they're interested in brazilian jiu-jitsu that's exactly what the what the picture looked like and you know he was talking about like oh i'm hoping to change this like i hope this is different and there are people in the comments just kind of going like yeah, dude, like that's kind of... I'm kinda, working hard at it myself. That's kind of just the thing. And uh, there was uh, one woman had commented, like, I just, I think, like, speaking for women who do martial arts, like, this kind of stuff, like, watching YouTube videos and, like, doing the online portion of martial arts stuff is not what most women who are getting into martial arts want, to, want yeah, and are yeah. looking for. Like, they're probably mostly, and this is kind of how I feel about it, too, is, like, I want to do, I'm here to do it. I'm here to get the empowerment piece or figure out how to protect myself or work through my trauma or whatever the fuck it is. Like those are all really big deals, you know, and to that section of people. So I think like, you know, saying that there's not many people who want to take it apart and look at all the little pieces, like it's just kind of, I think, do think it's like a a side effect of the community. And here's the thing. It doesn't really necessarily have to happen, right? There doesn't have to be a, a, a a large portion of people doing that but it has to happen there has to be some people there, yeah no, there has to be someone and yeah. here's why because look we're not doing this i mean we're doing this just for fun like whatever but also we're doing this for a reason and that is so that when you go out to try to figure out what martial art you want to do you can be better informed about what martial arts gonna right. give you what you want right. instead right. of spending a bunch of time doing Aikido, for example, and then being pissed off all the time because it's not giving you what you want. This is the disgust part of the Aikido discussion. With the G. (laughs) Or being like, or going out and doing something else and and thinking you're getting some sort of like self-defense and then getting destroyed when you have to actually be in a self-defense situation because you never did anything. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is the work that has to be done so that later we can look at whatever it is, whatever system, and say, is this good for you, yay or nay? Um, And some martial arts, I think, have done a better job of that. Aikido has done a terrible job of that. Mm -hmm. Like, and none of them have done it, have, you know, really had this sort of um, base layer that we can kind of start talking through, so... Mm -hmm. Martial arts definitely aren't talking to each other. I'm very excited. I well, good, good. (laughs) 
gonna be a good podcast. You could tell I'm excited because I I got I got amped right there. I know. Did you see me? I was like yeah. raising hands out or, of yeah, my you guys, seat. Yeah, because she has hands. I we're, almost needed to take my headphones off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we were vcasting, this would be the, how excited we would be was. like, wow, this dude needs um, to calm the. We're we're pretty close on time, but okay. but real quick, I just because we touched so much on actors, I want to just touch the other two just briefly, briefly. Yeah. Just so people kind of got an idea of maybe what's coming up, or if people have questions about these, you can start sending them in now, uh, and then maybe you will um, thank our patrons and talk about what the little segment yeah, we're going to yeah, add. Yeah, so yeah, instead yeah. of the mm-hmm. tip of the week, we're going to do another kind of thing that yeah. we'll talk about uh, here in a second. Um, okay, so uh, uh, co- uh, systems. Let's talk about systems next. Um, so so what systems are is systems are ways to make decisions easier. So if you look at Boyd's OODA loop, right? Observe, orient, decide, act. And we're trying to, to, so in order to like solve a problem, you have to observe the problem, you have to orient to it, which means figure out how you're going to get in there. Then you have to make a decision and then act upon the decision. So what systems do is they make us real fast at making decisions because we train those situations over and over and over. We know once we observe and orient, what the right decision to make is. And so systems are like this really awesome way for us to continuously explore a context and know what's right in the context and do it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really no different than like, so if say someone's playing baseball um, and they have a coach, that coach is prescribing to them a system for playing baseball, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, a, a game, yeah. Exactly right. When when Baseball, there's a pop football. fly, your job as first baseman is to do this, you know, and the reason for that is, and they can logically go through and explain. So then that way you don't have to in the moment go, I'm on first base. Fuck, there's a pop fly. Yeah, you don't have to make a million complex do, decisions. Exactly right. Exactly right. right. Yeah. So, so what a good system does is it enables you to make decisions fast. And there are a lot of parts to that. So one is the system has to outline the context and what it thinks about the context, right? So like here's here's the goals the system prescribes for a context, right? And then once it prescribes those goals, it's going to tell you how it gets to that goal. And it's also going to tell you, it's going to train you to instinctively enact that. Right, right, you, right. you get an input and then you know to do this thing. That's right. And the problem to me with Aikido is well, all of it actually. But but one of the big problems is because we don't understand what the context we're training for, what the idealized goal is for that, we can't teach the people to unconsciously react to stimulus. Right, right. Because we don't know. We don't know what it is. You know, if you don't in a multiple attacker situation can't just look at a snapshot and go like, well he should do this and here's why that serves our goal, then you can't make that for someone to be trained in that situation right. all the time, right. you know? Yeah. So so that's what systems do and and I want to really get into like what is expected in a system because I think we think about them all fucked up. Yeah. And and I think I think we can really break it down and go like if your system doesn't have these parts, it's not a very good system. And that doesn't mean that you should throw it away because it might have like Aikido is probably like 65% a good system. It's just like, well, people didn't think about lots right, of stuff. Right, There's right, lots right. Of, to develop in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, that's kind of like what's going on with systems and why systems are important, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because that decision-making cycle is really hard. Like, 
think anytime you struggled with something, it's because you're like, well, shit, this would be good, but there's this bad thing, and that would be really bad, but there's this good thing from it. And that's always where you get stuck is on the decision. And so if you've been through, like, this is what we call a wise person. A wise person has been through stuff so much that they go, this is obviously the good decision to make, you know? Um, Or they can at least, they, 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 they know... They can make a decision quickly and uh, with 100% intent because whether it is good or not in the end, they can justify why they would make the decision and why they do. So they're going to make it quick. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The the outcome of it, they're able to go like, I know this is what's supposed to happen now. So I'm That's right. That's right. And what's awesome about a robust system is if it does go bad, it has another answer. Answer. And you can just do that really rapidly. And that increases the speed of your OODA loop, if you understand the theory of OODA loop. And increases the speed of your OODA loop. and means you can get on top of theirs really, really quickly. So, So really having a system cuts down on one stage of your ulu time yeah that's right and it's fantastic yes like it's really a good it's thing. very yeah very helpful yeah but you have to trust your system you have to be trained in your system and your system has to actually be able to train you right. to do that to yeah. yeah which is yeah. A, a big order honestly a very right. big order right yeah talking about it is one thing yeah yeah <laughs> um and then uh context and this is definitely at least a whole episode and maybe more because I think contexts are wildly different than people think they are. And while we do have to get into the nitty gritty, like, for example, if we're talking about boxing and what differentiates, you know, um, uh, European boxing from American boxing, right? Like, they're really similar. We do have to talk about the rules to differentiate why those two might be different. But we can grossly talk about why all boxing's the same without having to get that detailed. And I think we can Mm -hmm. do it very quickly. And I think a lot of the things that we can talk about with systems will make people go, oh, shit, like that is actually what's happening here. Because, you know, like understanding something like, I mean, this was kind of a big one for me, me realizing that sumo is about owning an area. And that's all sumo's actually mm-hmm. about, right? And like, so when you say it's an area domination martial art, think how easy that was to say. Right. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, I can quickly fill you in. There's a prescribed space and I'm the only one who's allowed to be standing in it, right? And see how quick that was? And now we go, oh, and then you can start to ask better questions. How do you do that? Like, how do you, right. how do you yeah. ensure Let's your drill area? down into what right. the rules are right. of the game. And we can go as deep as you want, level by level, instead of me having to go, okay, in sumo, everyone has to wear a mawashi. Right, right. Um, and the mawashi has to be uh, made of this kind of material and this thick. Because it's like when you start like that, it's like, what the fuck? But also yeah. if I tell you sumo is about grappling, well, that's actually kind of a lie. Right, right, right. And, um, and, and it's not a very good description of what happens in sumo. So I think there's lots of ways we can talk about martial arts and context that will make our lives simpler. And it, yeah, I, it sounds like what you're saying is like, instead of like, when we go to describe martial arts, what they're, what they are for, how we use them, like we just kind of start in the middle of the story. Like we don't know where to start telling someone about the thing right well you kind of do some of this and you kind of do some of that and we wear this and it's just like a scattered collection of facts about kung fu facts about whatever and like that sucks that's a terrible way to describe a scene to someone yes you know and so like i i I like this because it it gives you here's the overarching goal and then we'll drill down into what that goal implies about what we need to do and that implies our tools and how we 
you flesh that right. out. And it, it's also it feels backwards sometimes where we go. The context is the thing is the thing the system does. Like uh-huh. that's how exactly. I think. You yeah. Know, yeah. When we're talking about you're talking about sumo, it's like oh, it's a grappling thing, right? And and if you were looking at it at, in a certain way, you would say that because it's like well, what do we do? We grapple, right? That's why you got to wear a mawashi. So it has to be a grappling thing, right? That shit has to be the context, right? But it's like well, it's a little more complicated than that, so right. You're yeah. grappling because of something. Right. Why? Right. Why are you grappling? Right. And is grappling the best solution to that always? Right. Right. Maybe right. not. And why are that? And that perfectly tells you why there are other weird shit in sumo that isn't necessarily exactly grappling. Right. And then you can understand from that why people might create other grappling systems because that wasn't satisfying to them. Right. Yeah. Purer or whatever. Ooh, sure. Whatever sure. you want to yeah, do. Whatever purer is for right, you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, to me, like this is like a like holy trinity kind of, um, not to blaspheme, but um, this this like you have to understand all three in order to get at that. And I, for the longest time, was stuck on context and trying to describe context. And to me, I felt like the more close I could come to the context, the better I would understand the system, which is partially true but it's also not looking at the actor and understanding overall the picture we want to create is limiting yeah all right so this is going to be our season people you need to get as excited about it as we are because i feel like i feel like we're back really in being in that the the sort of space that we originally intended the podcast to be which is like every week we're coming and talking about cool new stuff and being excited about about where we're at. So. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like to like for our listeners a little bit. And I mean, I think some of our listeners totally get it. Other listeners don't get it. And a lot of listeners probably don't care. They just like a podcast to listen to, which is cool. But you know, like when we first started this podcast, we were excitedly talking about things all the time. And it's not that we ever stopped doing that, but when you have to sit down and make an hour of material out of it, and we've also talked about things for fucking three years, four years, yeah. I don't know how long ever yeah. the podcast was. Well, and probably years before that. Right, exactly. Being truthful. It gets kind of stale, and then you get comments, and uh, you know, this is no shit on anyone else, but comments that I think are justified, and people are like, well, you basically just always say this thing about this. And it's yeah. like, well, because well, I basically true. am still thinking yeah. that thing about that, yeah. you know? And so, like, feeling that we could make a fresh podcast that we were excited about talking to every single week for an hour was fucking hard it's a long there yeah there's uh i feel like a lot of content creators talk about this like the like content mill you know like you get at first it's super exciting and you want to share something and then after a while it becomes a thing that you have to do yeah yeah and i mean it's exactly why like i will go through a crazy three-month period of making youtube videos that'll come out all the time and then i just disappear from youtube because it's like well i just in some ways and this is now where you're i'm getting off topic here but like i i kind of think that i'm learning that sometimes consistency is overrated like that's a good thing to say yeah like so look i love you have to have it yeah i mean trust me especially in the beginning most of my life is very regimented and i'm i'm very much that type of person of like every night i do my little routine and i do this like i love that but like also it's really it can be confining Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't allow you like you to feel creative and like you know ebb and flow in the way that humans do so it's nice to kind of get to I'm appreciative that we had the break that we did, and I'm excited that we're excited. Yeah, 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 me too. All right, let's uh, thank our patrons and then uh, hit our new whatever we're going to call it thing that we're doing. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. 
So thank you so much to our loyal as fuck patrons. Yeah, I mean, these people have been patrons all the way through the last six months of getting nothing. So I, yeah. it's nice. And and also, just to let you guys know that, like, you know, we have to still pay for uh, hosting. So even though we haven't been making them, we still got to pay for the hosting every month. So yeah. it's appreciated that yeah. you were there to help us yeah. with all Very that. Very much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much to Quang Deng Tian, Spain Abney, Logan, I'm new here, Heinrichs. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> you lie. Uh, Adam Nicholson, the Dirt Wasp podcast. Atemi Chris, the lightweight champion of heavy touching. Mm-hmm. Brad V, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Nagewaza, take 1d6 falling damage, mm-hmm. uh, Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, uh, never satisfied, endlessly curious, re- recklessly optimistic, dilettante taskmaster man all that fit that's impressive that's beautiful uh dave dewberry sentient center sam sulian okan Ayrton, hillary jones constantinos andrew fran sometimes i pay attention martinson brian crowley lisa klein sharon okada matt mumford and new season groundhog day that we we, we mm. fucked up on that one that was last week but you know what today or maybe tomorrow is my one year anniversary of getting my black belt oh hey Happy so either i think it wow. might be tomorrow the fourth thing? Uh, it's the fourth. Today's the fourth. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's today. Yeah. So uh, I've had my black belt for one year now. So and you're so I'm much old, better. Old hat. So much better. Thank you. Um, I was so not expecting that let's, compliment. Let's jump into this last final piece that we did. Uh, and I don't even know what it is. Yes. You guys did like made executive decisions yeah we did we just left you in the dust yeah. oh, fuck josh he's gonna he's gonna pick at this idea i was because look i was like ooh, tip of the i had actually forgotten we even did the tip of the <laughs> truthfully you, you and me both man so, yeah um so we had a, a listener reach out to us and um he was interested in um, promoting his dojo on the podcast and i think that's a wonderful idea yeah. because what we're... are we getting out of it well see he wanted to pay us he oh. offered to pay us Get out but of here. i was like oh fuck that um <laughs> it's so... so funny because i said that being an asshole yeah yeah because yeah. i would never really ask anyone right like if you're a giant corporation that would like to pay us that's sure fine. sure right. yeah walmart denny's were listening yeah, yeah. but uh yeah. if you're just some oh, dude like yeah feel free to anyway go on um so but but yeah it, it's i think it's great just to spread dojo like we have this platform we might as well use it to spread info about dojos so aikido of fresno by the way that's <laughs> yes yeah that was so we get our 33 out there 33 west sussex fresno so Cup. anyway uh so mike rodriguez reached out i hope it's okay to share your name i'm sorry um and uh he wanted to share aikido west i think it's reading i think Reading, Reading, I think it's Reading, because he said there's a Reading, California too. Oh so. yeah, oh, that's how you Redding. say it, yeah, Cal- it's in but Redding. it's not, it's not California. Uh, no, no, uh, it's, not. it's Pennsylvania, PA, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, so uh, Aikido West Reading, um, and that's run by Michael Harrell, Fourth Don. Um, so check it out, Pennsylvania, five one five Reading Avenue, West Reading. Pennsylvania one nine six one one. They got uh, social media or anything on that? Uh, Facebook, Aikido okay. West Reading. They got uh, Aikido West Reading at gmail.com. That's easy to remember. Um, yeah. So look them up. Awesome. Check them out. And, and look for anyone listening. And we have, there are certain people um, that I know probably want us to promote their dojo. And I want to promote it. But um, I just don't know if it's okay. And yeah, so yeah. so I'm not so, going to put right, your dojo right, right, on blast. Right. And yeah, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, your podcast, you say too many poopy words. And I don't want you to talk about yeah. my right, dojo. Right. But if you do want to talk about your dojo and anyone, this is anyone listening, yeah. um, send us a thing. Yeah. And at the end of everything, so instead of doing a tip of the week, we'll do a real quick shout out. Yeah. Um, and try and make it concise. Maybe like the name of 
the dojo and the best contact right. yeah. information for that. And maybe like a, a line, like one line about like if, if Which, it is yeah. something that like what's your deal? Yeah, what's your style? Yeah. What's your deal? What are you interested in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wama Aikido or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but but you know, nice. not like pontificating about the universe and right. You just like we'll a, just like, like, a, like a, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. words yeah, to yeah, describe. Yeah, yeah. You leave right. that to the professionals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we want to do this because like we love Aikido yeah. and and you know we hate it sometimes too because it's a pain in the ass sometimes. But like we want to promote you and your dojo and and thanks for listening. And, if, and that's I always feel like if anyone has the whatever to reach out and be like hey can you help me out then, hell yeah and especially someone who's like hey we'll pay you that's awesome uh so thank you yeah, yeah. we'll asking, we're happily happily to do it so, asking yeah. you shall happily, probably happily to do it josh happily probably receive yeah. Well, that's it then. We'll yeah. Next, we we got one in the bag. The next one. Sorry it wasn't on the first. I genuinely thought it was on the eighth that I said yeah. we were going to yeah. come back. And then I listened to the podcast after Josh and Maya and I had all talked about it. And uh, then I was like, oh, I'm a liar. But wow. uh, So we missed a week. That's we'll right. make it up on the back end. That's, yeah. I'm sure we will. There yeah. you go. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys later.